Hello. Before this month's episode, a short announcement. Because of the cost of living crisis, people on disability benefits will receive a one-off £150 payment called the Disability Cost of Living Payment in September. This is on top of the £650 cost of living payment for disabled people who also receive means-tested benefits. Remember, if you're eligible for these payments, you'll be paid automatically. So if someone contacts you asking you to apply for it, could be a scam. So always be careful. Okay, on with the show. Hello, I'm John, and welcome back to Zoe Voices, the podcast from Zoe Choices. Zoe Choices provides support for people with disabilities, mental health issues, sensory needs, and more. You can find out more about that in our show notes or email us at choiceswaves at zoechoices.com. It's summer and for many young people around the UK that means the Duke of Edinburgh Award. The D of E was designed to challenge young people to serve their communities, experience adventure and to develop and learn outside the classroom. And our young people who use Surrey Choices are no different. They have been out there in the wilderness battling with nature and pushing their limits to get those awards. We are going to listen in as they meet the challenge and catch up with our colleagues who joined them on the trail. Now, I know a bit about the Duke of Edinburgh Award because I did it when I was the age of 15. Maybe later I'll tell you a bit about my experience. For those who don't know about it, the award was founded in 1956 by Prince Philip, the Queen's husband, the Duke of Edinburgh. He was inspired by his old head teacher to do something which could help young adults gain confidence, develop interests and become capable while around young adults. It started off just boys and only in certain organisations, but over the years it has grown and grown. It now includes anyone between age 14 and 24 and has four sections, volunteering, physical, skills and expedition and a residential section at gold level. Every year hundreds of thousands of young people take part and this year Surrey Choices made up a part of that number. So let's check in with Employment Support Specialists Ruth and Chitinda and Employability and Communities Manager Sarah who worked at Surrey Choices and oversaw the participation of young people at the event. Each person in that team had something different about them but those differences just pulled them all together to make such a strong little family because I don't think they were a team by the end of it. They were all really caring, really looked after each other. It's been a week since the Duke of Edinburgh Award, and our colleagues are reflecting on how it went. Let's meet them and find out what their roles were on this mission. Hello, I'm Ruth Warren, Employment Support Specialist for the East team. Um, I'm also the Duke of Edinburgh lead for the East, and the Duke of Edinburgh assessor and supervisor for the expeditions. I've also provided support for the other ESSs in the Future Choices team who have supported their customers through their Duke of Edinburgh, both at bronze and silver level. My name's Sarah Oxby and I'm the Employment and Community Manager for the North. 
I took on the lead in terms of bringing together the team so that we could roll out a pilot of the Duke of Edinburgh abroad because we were pretty convinced that it was that it aligned very well to future choices and we just wanted to give it a go, introduce the expedition and see how it fitted for the young people. So that's what we did this year. Within the future choices, they have um, work placements. So generally three days worth of, of, of work placements in a variety of, of settings. Those could be within voluntary organisations, charitable organisations, or they could be in more formal workplaces. We've had people um, volunteering in charity shops um, and also people working in local hospitals. There's a massive range of, of roles that people undertake during that. They also have my learning, so they, they choose, select something that they're going to learn and develop as a skill over the year. And they also work on their physical um, health and well-being. And the reason we introduced it, because the whole idea of the DV is to give young people the opportunity to challenge themselves and to show commitment. So they show commitment by the activities they complete during the Future Choices programme. But the expedition was the additional element of challenge that we added. My name's Jatinda. I'm in the North Employability team as the DOV lead um, for the North. So I supported them on the expedition. I was there with them in terms of their volunteering, physical and um, skills. I made sure that obviously that they were uploading evidence onto the portal. And you supported them to prepare for the expedition, didn't you? And you made sure that the people who wanted to do it knew what they were signing up for, let's say. <laughs> I think in April, where they had a um, kind of a training day, where they, it's the first time they all came together and met up, and they were talking about why they joined the DV and what they were meant to get out of it. Okay, Kieran, what do you want to achieve on the Duke of Edinburgh? Uh, on the Duke of Edinburgh, I want to learn new skills. For example, making a fire, that's what we did today. It's been really good, yeah. So the, the, the Duke of Edinburgh Award, they believe in um, youth without limits and regardless of background, culture or ability, and creates um, opportunities and share skills for young people right across the board. Harry, what would you like to achieve on the Duke of Edinburgh? To learn some things which I can use later down the line. Really, it's sort of woodman fires and things like that, kind of learning how to make them, how to handle them, how to maintain them. It's an award that anyone can get involved in. So it does give all young people a great opportunity to learn learn new things. What do you want to achieve on the Duke and Bedivere? I probably want to achieve getting the silver award because I did the bronze one back at school about four years ago and I just kind of want to meet people I've never met before and do activities which I may or may not have done before. So pretty much a new experience for me. And they have various um, bronze, silver or gold level awards so they can work towards um, whichever one. So they normally start on bronze, but they can jump straight into to the, the higher levels if they want nationally. So what do you want to achieve on the Duke of Edinburgh, Hannah? Um, I, well, I've done my bronze and it would be really good to achieve the silver just for progression and a sense of achievement. The expeditions are longer for silver and as you go up the expeditions become harder and longer and um, you have to be able to uh, prove different 
skill sets? I uh, hope to achieve um, more self-independence and more like, skills like map reading and stuff like that. And it's normally run within schools, youth organisations and projects like our Future Choices programme. Tom, what do you want to achieve on the Duke of Edinburgh Award? I want to achieve walking, um, cycling. Uh, I enjoy doing these sort of activities with my friends, mm-hmm. um, being outdoors. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I love it. And what are you doing today? Um, we're building a campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're do, we're having we're doing lunch on the campfire. Um, yeah, which is which is nice. It's going to be nice. the young people that we work with have an education health and care plan which means they all have some level of additional need and disability so quite often for them school and some of the group activities that they've been involved in 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 the past haven't always kind of fully met their needs and may not have been the best experience for them and if you couple that with the pandemic experience and everybody's education going online it means that people you know have missed out on that area of their life when they're kind of learning as a teenager to kind of you know make friends have fun involve yourself in all sorts of things so I think it was it was very timely that we decided to introduce a DOV at this stage because it just provides them with an extra platform to be able to do that so I mean we had a, a wheelchair user that came with us quite a few of the young people that we work with have um, ADHD and autism and some of them have some level of learning disability as well so all of these things kind of come together to just make it more difficult for them to be involved in some of those activities and slightly more challenging for them I think to just go and sign up in the big the big wide world but hopefully we're, we're equipping with them with the skills for them to feel confident to do those kind of things on a mainstream basis in the future. Our expedition was an adapted expedition. So what we did is we worked closely with SOLD, Surrey um, Outdoor Learning and Development, um, who provided us with five um, challenging outdoor activities that the young people had to take part in. Yeah, so they, the first activity they had to do were team tasks, and there was a lot of problem solving, analytical thinking, and getting them to work as a team together. Our cohort this year really shone at that so their first activity they were so so good and so confident at what they were doing but actually I think that probably set the tone for them for the whole weekend so tell us what you've been doing so far on DV uh, when we first got there yesterday we um, had to uh, do make our beds and stuff like that and then we done our first activity was like uh, was like circles with what numbers on and they go to one to 30. And they were like putting them all in this circle, but the circle was with like a rope, and only one of us could like go in a circle. So, um, what, so what was the point, the aim of the activity, do you think? Team building and teamwork, and then how to work together. We were right up on mm. the Surrey Hills. It was really hot, really, really hot the first day. So they had to face that challenge because that was quite difficult on the first day. It was a, it was a long afternoon. We didn't start till four. So they were already tired. A lot of them had already been in placements during the day. Um, and so they had to come in and yeah, deal with just being somewhere really different. 
So how's yeah. it been for you, Lewis? Uh, it's actually been quite good. Um, I enjoyed the activity I did last night, which was team building. But he works really well as a team. He spoke like a team. Um, one, thing, one thing I didn't really enjoy is the sleeping. I didn't really enjoy the sleeping that much. The beds are really uncomfortable. And yeah, those are the things I like and don't like about so far. And you know, it's very dark up there at night. There was only two other camps on the whole site and it's a big site. So um, that feeling of being alone can be quite daunting and realising that actually there's nobody around you. There's only the people you're with and that's it. And what did you get up to last night? Uh, what did we get up to last night? Yeah, we did the team building. And yeah, yeah, we got the puzzles. Tires. And tires. What was you doing on them? I was like, I was helping the guys move them. So yeah, no, it was good. Okay. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the first time you stayed overnight somewhere? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we had the team tasked on the first night. They were also they also had to prepare dinner and get their beds and their camp ready. That their um, dormitories all set up. And then the second day, on, on the Saturday, they had to be up at six o'clock in the morning preparing breakfast. They had really long days, so they were, it was a 15-hour day on Saturday. Did you sleep well last night? Well, it took a while to get to sleep, but once I did, it was fine. Right. And um, what are we doing now at the moment? Uh, enjoying some nice bacon sarnies for breakfast. And what are you going to do later today? Well, we're doing archery, orienteering and rock climbing. It's quite a lot to do in one day. I bet you're going to sleep tonight. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they had to prepare their lunch at breakfast time because we didn't have a lot of time at lunchtime. Um, but they, they saw the plan and they worked through it. And apart from the odd reminder... They were fully self-sufficient on what needed to be done. Archery was our first task, uh, which was is a really fun activity for, for our young people to take part in. I've done archery, another one I liked. I've got a 10 and a 9. Mm. Which, for me, feels like an achievement in itself. Definitely. Yeah. and um, we had our lunch and then they went off rock climbing. We had one person who was adamant from the moment we got there. The moment I walked through the door, uh, Ruth, I'm not going up that tower. I'm not going up, I I'm not doing it. Okay, you're not doing it, okay, that's fine. All day, Friday night, to all of us, he was, I'm not going up that tower, I'm not doing it. Okay, okay, don't do it. And um, he's one-to-one -one support got him to put a, hot, uh, a helmet on because he had to, if you wanted to go into the enclosure, you had to put your helmet on. And then he said, well, why don't you put your harness on? He put his harness on. And then, um, yeah, they, they got him on the climbing wall. So it was a, a, a massive achievement for him to be able to do that. What have you just done, Tom? I've gone up the climbing wall. No, it was nice. Did you think you were going to do that this weekend? No. What did you tell me? I told you I didn't want to do it, but now I've done it, I feel good. That's brilliant. I feel really good. And I thought, right, he's definitely going up now. And just, what, just the expression on his face. 
having been on that wall and just climbed the steps that he did and what that meant to him it was um yeah that was that was a big moment wasn't it when he when he got up that wall i couldn't believe it I think um, Hannah, she surprised me the most as well from like when she came Hannah in. Hannah was almost the biggest transformation because the first evening when she was, um, she was just happier to stay in the in the bunk room with you, Jack, wasn't she? And and I was slightly concerned whether she would feel happy to integrate. But by the second day, she was almost like the lead motivator for all of the, yeah, the scariest was. activities, wasn't she? She was yeah. incredible. She really grabbed that and went for it. I think she realised um, you can be the only girl and stand back, or you can be the only girl and lead from the front, Go can't down, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think she decided she was going to be an ambassador for girls in DNA. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. she did that. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic to see. That was amazing. Yeah. What did you just do? Made it to the top of the climbing wall. Everyone give Hannah a big cheer. The adrenaline's really pumping now. <laughs> oh, we did orienteering as well. That was one of the other things we did, where they uh, had to go through the woods at High Ashurst. They've got quite a lot of forest there, and they work their way through to find a series of points and markers. So they had to journey through that because part of the Duke of Edinburgh Award is that it's a... Um, it's a journey and they take a journey through uh, whether it's a traditional walking journey or as Sarah said an adapted site journey which is what we did they journeyed through the, the centre. Uh, I actually like the orienteering more because he, I have um, good experience at it at my old school mm-hmm. doing that for about eight to nine hours and yeah I just you know I enjoyed doing it. <laughs> It, it looked like you were taking control quite yeah. a lot of the time. You know, it's you more were... just a case of rotating the map to know where direction you are. Mm-hmm. And if you know what direction, where, where you are, then you're golden. So then we had a cookout on Saturday evening. And there was also lots of people dipping in and out. So there were people that were visiting us that came to see us. So again, that's quite challenging for our young people to meet people that they don't know or they don't know very well. And they just seem to take everything in their stride. Nothing seemed to phase them. Um, we played some wide games and that was just brilliant fun, seeing how they, they got on with the games and, and a couple of them were very good at hide and seek. Very good at hide and seek. And then on the last day, they did a high ropes course and a crate challenge where they are all harnessed up and they climb up these um, plastic crates and the, the, the tower was built taller and taller till it falls and it's really wobbly you know it's it's a real trust game so you know they were holding on to each other they were supporting each other they were encouraging each other and by this point um the the adult support had just we'd stepped right back they were just out there doing it on their own supporting each other and that was just lovely to watch So we had two that um, completed their silver and five, five that completed their bronze. They all seem to have a really good time. A couple of them have already asked it, can they do, you know, they go on next year and do another one. Yeah, so. They, they really surprised me. And um, I like to think that I have really high expectations of them and that I'm very um, 
kind of risk easy and happy to push people where, where, you know as far as they can go and yet they all went much further than that I expected them to go as individuals. Um, I think they surprised themselves as well as as well as us they found a whole level of confidence that I don't think they realised they had. Obviously it was the first time that they were getting together as a group um, you know especially like obviously staying overnight as well um, but yeah they surprised me as well within obviously a couple of hours you could actually hear the excitement from them once things the anxiety had obviously dissolved away I think um, it was really good to see them coming together as a, as a team um, without us having to to do much work to obviously make that happen. You know, just learning skills to make friends and to fit in in the workplace and in life. Some of those, those skills are so much more important than anything else we ever teach them. And they come, they, you know, they, if they, they commit to it, they come away with a, a, a recognised qualification and an award that they can take forward to employers and say, I've done this and, and, I, and I did this to the best standard. And it's a great talking point, and a great way to, to talk in an interview and quite often. Um, an employer will see that on your CV and they will talk to you about it because they know it's a, a big pot of information that they can they can use. So, yeah. Would you recommend E of E to other young people? I would, yeah. yeah? And what's, what's been the best thing you've done so far? Uh, the overnight. Yeah? Yeah. You get to like, meet other people and it's just an experience yeah it's good yeah. and i just want to say if there's any other girls wanting to do dv just go for it it's not just for boys girls can do it too so that's a really good message hannah thanks everybody had a lot of fun a lot of fun so Oh, I mean, we had an amazing amount of fun. Yeah. We, we finished the weekend absolutely exhausted, but we had an amazing amount of fun. And, and, and actually, like I say, it was really quite humbling because all of our young people, they all did so much more than than, than we thought they could and that yeah. they thought they could. And I think, you know, that, that I think was really quite an eye-opener for me because I like to think of myself as someone that has really high expectations and really keen to push people forward. And yet they still did way, way more than I thought that they were we're going to do and it was like a snowball effect as the weekend went on they, they became more and more excited and confident and up yeah. for anything that came their way and they just took over which I think was the most important thing but the, the expedition became theirs which is what it was supposed to be. They went in as a group and came out as a team didn't they so yeah. it, was, yeah. it was really lovely to see. Yeah. So, John, you did the Duke of Edinburgh Award, right? Yeah, I did the uh, Duke of Edinburgh Award. It was when I was the age of 15, and uh, I've done the Silver Award at a place called Arundel Adventure Course, where we did abseiling, camping, and a lot of walking around. Do you remember, was it a challenge? It was a physical challenge. Uh, Take gladiators, but more physical. Oh yeah. So you have to pitch up a tent. You have to prepare your own food and do first aid as well. So it was like an army day out, more or less. And did you stay overnight? Yes, we stayed in a field near Arundel train station. So it was literally just near the river. So every night we had like uh, the animals coming up to us, <laughs> and then. 
we were up about six in the morning just get an early start to go to our next post all right so you were traveling for like a couple of days yes all the stuff on your back yeah so like all the youngsters that you see now in today today's stuff it would be me and a few other friends we had like big massive rucksacks what's the hardest part do you reckon hardest part is the walking because it's terrain so you got uphill downhill stony and with all the kit as well it was like an army assault course thing yeah, yeah. and then you look back and you get like a little book with it Duke and Vendenborough booklet so it gives you all what you've done uh gives you what awards you had and you got to silver i got bronze silver and gold did you yes well done john back to the show hi everyone just a reminder to come along to our regular monthly positive choices meetings with me dexter your positive choices coordinator you'll hear from me and other staff on a range of topics that we will be discussing during the meeting but what makes the meetings is you. So whether you've been for the first time or whether you come regularly, it'd be great to have you there. See you there. It's time for Choices Voices. This month, Helen got in touch to ask, if you went to a desert island, what object would you take? The office project group at Longmead took on the issue. Thank you everyone for joining this afternoon to have this little discussion. So the question was if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only take one item with you, what would the item be and why? Well, I think it's a telescope, yes. Because if you got lost and you're not sure where about us, where you are, then it will guide you in the right direction. So, oh, okay. so take a telescope, which will help you in those situations. Okay, oh, that's interesting. So take something that would help you while you're there. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would take a phone. Because, of course, I want to rescue you. How would you charge your phone? Do you think you'd better charge it? Oh, uh, no, because there's no plugs. Well, there might be, there might not be, might yeah. there? So... You have to have a telescope. That'll help you. So yeah. you know you... What about you, Peter? What would you take? A a uh, a, a radio that, that that works on batteries, because cause it, it it's it's it gives because one one radio station gives gives the weather forecast and and it, it might might tell you tell you uh, what the next uh, town town is. Very good good idea. But the only option I can say is you can only take one thing and that's mm. a telescope. Because uh, if you got lost in those circumstances and, and you couldn't think of a way that how do I get out of the difficulty mess what I'm in, it's just take one thing in and just take the telescope. Um, and you just got to go with your judgment and say, right, which way can I start so I know I'm heading in the right direction? What about you, Hannah? You thought of something? No, but what would you take, Helen? Oh, it's going to... Oh! <laughs> oh. oh! Well, it's very difficult if I could only take one thing. Um, would I be allowed to take uh, my family with me? No. No? Yes. yes oh, yes, yeah, so Hannah says yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, technically, if it's classed as one thing, I'd take them then. Take your family mm-hmm. and get some red flags. Red flags so Polly can see you where you are. 
when it comes down to pick her up. And also I've got a question for Tony. Now, if you went to um, Desert Island and you got lost, do you take your family or do you go by yourself? I'd take my dog. Good one, that's good. That's a good one, isn't it? Very good. Yeah. If you take your dog, if I put the dog won't run away, what are they going to do? Well, the dogs are very, very well trained. Yeah, no, but I tell the dogs can't go run away. Because they've got a very good built-in sense in their nose. Mm, you're that, right there. Dog is a lifesaver at the end of the day. They're good companions. Yeah. And they're good protectors. If you lost a dog, they can, they can read your, uh, a dog tag mm. with a name on your dress. And the last but not least, Ewan. What would Ewan? Oh, Ewan, the old Pew now. A compass. Uh huh. Yes. A compass. Maybe. Make sure your compass is pointing north, and follow the north compass. star. Oh yeah, it could do. Mm. Okay. Right. That'd be good. So, some very interesting answers there. Lots of good things. Thank you very much, everyone. And if you have a question for people at Survey Choices, you can email choiceswaves at surveychoices.com. There are all sorts of challenges in life. That's why we like to give a little shout out to those who do their bit to help out. It's time for Above and Beyond. My name is Jordan and the people dope uh, off and be on is my family. Okay, so my mum is a warm-hearted person, care about me and do everything for me. My dad is my dad, um, who who I love and spend time with, and all my brothers and sisters. Um, well, I love I love them and they care about me and what is it um just fun and laugh so as a gay person um and they um sport me also yeah <laughs> thank you bye so thank you to jordan's family and if you want to give a thank you to someone who goes above and beyond email us choices waves at sorrychoices.com Let's find out what's been going on at Choices Waves, the in-house radio station. What do I think? I think it's great. Choices Waves. The digital voice of Sorry Choices. Welcome to the RB song by Emma Emanuel. That was so sick by Neo. Hello, you're listening to Choices Way. Today we are doing movies. This Wednesday, you know what I mean? It's time for the movie. This is DJ Runner, and you are listening to Choices Way. I think Warren Davis would be knighted, not just for being an actor 
both Star Wars, um, Willow, Harry Potter and all that dread. But because he's an inspiration to disabled people. My name is Sarah Torrey and you're listening to Sports with Sarah Torrey. Thanks for listening to Surrey Voices. Don't forget to rate and share the podcast. Many thanks this month to Ruth, Sarah and Jantinda for telling us about the DOV and Helen for helping with the interviews. Congratulations to everyone who went on the DOV, wherever you are and whatever award you got. I've been your host, John, and we will see you next month. Until then, take care.